Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, hey guys, let's get into tonight's topic. We're talking about elder care. We're talking a little bit about dementia, but we're more so talking about elder care, the things you can do to take care of your family members. On the couch tonight with me, I have a special guest. Her name is Corlette DeVoe. She is from the DeVoe Group. She's the CEO and the founder. She'll be talking about her upcoming conference in February, which is virtual. So for the folks who are listening to this podcast all around the world, all around the United States, you can get on, you can be a part of her virtual con her conference because it's virtual. I just want to say a few things about dementia. Dementia is the loss of cognitive functioning. So people are no longer able to think quick and fast. They're not able to remember things and to reason. And when it's to an extent that it interferes with your daily life and activities, then it becomes a disorder. So some people with dementia cannot control their emotions, their personalities might change. We see severe forms and mild forms, but just know that when it gets to the point where it affects a person's functioning, um, then you got to do something about it. There are things we can do to kind, to kind of slow the aging process and reduce the risk of developing dementia. Um, there are things we can do to try to ward off or uh, to uh, prevent ourselves from develop, developing dementia too soon or prematurely, like in our 40s and our 50s and our 60s, just know that sometimes very rarely someone may develop dementia in their 30s or their 40s, and that's rare. Dementia is usually a disease of, for an older adult. There are different types of dementia. People probably know the one Alzheimer's the best, which is called in the community by lay people, old timers, but it's Alzheimer's, A-L-Z-H-E-I-M-E-R. Um, dementia affects millions of people and it's getting more and more common because we're all getting older and people are living longer and um, folks are not dying now in their 60s and their early 70s. About one third of all people age 85 or, or older may have some form of dementia. Um, it is not a normal part of aging. I want to make that clear because people say, oh, you're going to lose your memory as you get older. That's not true. I've spoken with plenty of older adults, folks in their 70s and 80s who have all of their faculties. So dementia is not a normal part of aging. Dementia is not a normal part, part of aging. Many people live into their 90s and beyond without any signs of dementia. Okay, the most common form of dementia includes Alzheimer's disease, AKA Alzheimer's. So what are some of the, I'm sorry about that. What are some of the signs and symptoms? Well, people who experience memory loss, they have poor judgment, they get confused easily. They have difficulty speaking, they can't express themselves. They can't read and write the way they once used to, or they may tell you they get lost a lot when they're walking or driving through their neighborhood. They lose the ability to manage their money, to pay their bills. Um, they repeat questions a lot because they don't remember the answer that was just shared with them. They use unusual words to refer to objects. They can't identify things as simple as a watch or a pen. They take longer to complete certain tasks. They lose interest in doing normal daily activities, like they may lose interest in cleaning themselves and showering or brushing their teeth. Sometimes they hallucinate or have different types of delusions, meaning they don't know what's real and what's fake. Oftentimes they become very impulsive. They may say and do things and seem like they're showing disregard for your feelings because they're, they just don't care about people's feelings anymore. They lose balance a lot or may not, or may have problems with their movement. So um, I want you to recognize the signs and the symptoms of dementia. We don't really know specifically what causes dementia. We know it's a result of changes in certain brain regions that cause our nerve cells and their connections not to work properly. And the different types of dementias have different types of etiologies or causes. So researchers have connected changes in the brain to certain forms of dementia, and they investigate why these changes happen to some people and not for others. 
there's a small number of people who have rare genetic variants that can cause dementia and those have been identified, but we don't really know for certain anything. And, and we're not sure if anything can prevent dementia. So I told you the most common type of dementia, one of the most common is Alzheimer's disease, AKA old timers. It's the most common dementia diagnosis amongst um, older adults. Um, there's also something called frontotemporal dementia. This happens in people who are younger than 60. Um, there's something called Lewy body dementia, Parkinson's dementia, vascular dementia, which, which happens commonly in people who have diseases that affect their um, their blood flow. So things like high blood pressure and, and um, elevated blood sugar like diabetes can cause, um, can um, be factors in creating or developing uh, vascular dementia. So those are just some of the things I want you to know as we go into tonight's discussion. I'm not going to get into like, how was it diagnosed? I did give you some of the signs and the symptoms. Just know if you have concerns about memory or um, if you feel like some of those things that I just expressed are happening, you should consider going to see your primary care doctor first. Your primary care doctor is the person who coordinates all of your medical care or should be. Even if you have an insurance plan that allows you to go directly to a specialist, you want to work through your primary care doctor because if something is discovered by the specialist that should be handled by your primary care, trust me, 99% of specialists are not going to handle something that should be conducted by the primary care doctor. They just don't do that. So who can diagnose your dementia? Well, I just said your primary care doctor is your first stop. You go there first. Your primary care doctor can definitely diagnose dementia. Also, psychiatrist can diagnose dementia. Neurologists will diagnose dementia. Doctors who specialize in elderly, uh, the medicine, the I'm sorry, the, uh, the field of delivering um, medicine or medical services to the el elderly called geriatricians they can absolutely diagnose, can diagnose uh, dementia. And there are other specialists out there who can diagnose dementia. I'm sorry, my email is very active right now tonight. So you can also go on the Alzheimer's Disease Research Center's directory to find someone. Um, and I wanna give you a couple of other resources for more information. You can visit alzheimers.org. It's in the verbiage for tonight's podcast. You can go to the National Institute on Aging. That is in the verbiage for tonight's podcast. So I hope this is helpful to many of you. Please share this episode with family members, friends, loved ones, and people who may not even be a loved one because uh, sharing is caring and we need to share this information, guys. So join me on the couch with Corlette DeVoe. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, and I just wanted to tell you about the ways to follow me. So if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know what platform you're on, but I'm on all of the podcast platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and you can also follow me on my social media for those of you who found me through your podcast platform and not on social media. Some people have been following me on Instagram or Facebook, and that's how they learned about the podcast. But for those of you who learned about my podcast first, please feel free to follow me on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm Dr. Delvina. The doctor is abbreviated as DR, and there's no period. So it's DR Delvina, which is spelled D as in Delta, E-L-V as in Victor, E-N-A. And let's see, I have a website. I mentioned before that the website was under construction, but the website is up and good to go. It is Dr. Delvina Help. So again, the DR is abbreviated DR, D as in Delta, E L, V as in Victor, E N A, Help, H E L P as in Papa.com, Dr. Delvina Help.com. So please go to my website, take a look peruse the site and see what's going on there and uh, I'm also let's see where else am I I'm in SoundCloud as well but I'm not as active on SoundCloud as I am with my um, with my podcast you know this podcast has been up since May 2020 during the pandemic 
And um, I just love talking about the brain and helping to educate people about their mental health and wellness. So please spread the word, tell a neighbor, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a loved one, tell a significant other, tell your ex. If there's something I've t- I touched on that really that you identify with and you want to share it with someone, share it, please. Hey, 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 guys, it's Dr. Delvina. And as I just told you, tonight I'm talking about something that may not be considered as fun. Um, Some of it is very serious, but actually the money part can be fun because we all like moolah, dinero, guap, right? We all like it. So I'm talking about the serious part of tonight's interview is the elderly care, elder care. That's the serious part. We all are getting older. Our parents are getting older. We have family members who are getting older. So I have information you must listen to tonight and share this podcast with your family members and friends and your loved ones and the people you care about, including the people you don't care about. The fun part is you will also learn about ways that you can build or begin to build your generational worth, your value. I on the couch tonight with me, Carlette DeVoe. Did I say that properly? You sure did, Carlette DeVoe. Perfect. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Are you ready to take the couch, Mrs. DeVoe? I am ready to take the couch, chill with you, and share some information. Absolutely. We are going to do that. So you are uh, Corlette DeVoe from the DeVoe Group. Your website is devoegroup.com. Guys, if you're at home listening, you're not driving, you're not on the Peloton, pull up her website right now. It's D as in Delvina, as in Dr. Delvina, D-E-V as in Victor, E-A-U-X as in X-ray group, G-R-O-U-P.com. DeVoe Group Incorporated is partnering with the Alzheimer's Association to present a seminar for a turnkey virtual program that's going to teach you guys how to open, operate, and grow a residential assisted living facility. The event takes place on February 8th and February 9th. But before we get into that, I want Ms. DeVoe, who has a lot of experience working with the older population, I want her to talk to us about why we should be aware of this and why we should consider doing something like this. We know that adult daycares have increased recently not just daycares for our children, but also daycares for adults as well. According to the National Institute on Aging in 2022, which was last year, so we'll see what the data shows us, but in 2022, the senior industry is valued at $91.8 billion. And in less than 10 years, it will be approximately $140 billion. And we know that our population is growing older, People are dying older. People are not dying as young as they once were. And, you know, folks are not really preparing for retirement either the way that they should. And people are not getting things like, um, uh, what is it, Uh, uh, long-term care or assistant living uh, care. There's different policies you can get to help you in the event that you need to be placed in a home, even, you know, if it's temporary or permanent. So anyhow, Let's get, let's move over. I'm going to pass the mic to Corlette DeVoe. Mrs. DeVoe, tell the audience, who are you um, before you started this event? What were you doing? What do you bring to the table? Why are you tonight's expert on the couch? Well, uh, yes, my name is Corlette DeVoe. And before I started doing this, I worked in pharmaceutical sales for about 25 years. 25 years with companies like Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, Novartis, Alcon Labs, BioTissue, moving across the country, working with these large corporations in the area of sales, marketing, research, strategic development, and and some other uh, positions. So I learned a lot working in pharmaceuticals, and uh, I sold at Aricep, and I also sold Exelon, which are two products that are for, for seniors with Alzheimer's. When I left pharmaceuticals in 2014, I decided that I wanted to go and do something that was really heavy on my heart. I wanted to focus on seniors. And so since 2014, I have been advocating and working and supporting seniors. Uh, So subsequently, I opened my own adult daycare in 2016, started from scratch, uh, really struggled to get through the process of opening and following the state regulations and the state application process. 
So all of the challenges that I went through to open my senior facility, I'm bringing to this seminar and I've brought to my clients to teach them how to do this without going through the obstacles that I went through. But I will tell you that when I had my facility, I learned so much, so much about what is needed for seniors and also what is needed for their family members. You know, when someone who's older gets Alzheimer's or has a debilitating disease or illness, it not only affects them, it affects their family members, it affects their caregivers. You know, 60% of caregivers actually die before the person they are taking care of. That in itself is disturbing, but that is because when you're stressed financially, emotionally, mentally, trying to care for someone, it affects your health and your life. So what I'm doing and hoping to help caregivers, but also to help seniors, I have started um, doing significant research in the industry, in the senior industry to identify where the opportunities are for seniors who need a place to live, as well as for caregivers who need a place for their family members to go to be taken care of and give the caregivers the confidence that where they're going to be and where they're going to be cared for is somewhere that's going to be safe. So I did some research, as you mentioned, some of the stats from the National Institute for of Aging. There are a lot of opportunities in the senior industry and it is growing by leaps and bounds. It is growing because essentially every day you have more and more people turning over 65. However, the key here is the majority of the people in the assisted living facilities are over 85. So let me take a look at my stats here. It, by 2049, the folks 85 and older will triple between now and 2049. Folks 85 and older will triple. Remember I said the folks in the assisted living facilities are mostly folks who are over 80. Well, if you have in 20 plus years, folks over 85 tripling, you know there's going to be a need for us to put our family members, our friends, and possibly us somewhere where we can be safe, live out our life in quality and safety. So that's what this, this seminar is about. And whether you wanna open up an assisted living facility or not, that's, this is not just about opening a facility. This is about learning. This is about learning about the senior industry. What's going on? You know, how can I get help for my grandma? You're gonna hear from Keith Gibson from the Alzheimer's Association. We have partnered with the Alzheimer's Association. They are a keynote speaker. You're going to hear from AARP on the programs that they have for people over 55. You're also going to hear from Simply Healthcare they are going to talk about Medicare for, for the elderly. Mm -hmm. We're going to also have someone who has had an assisted living facility talk about his challenges. We're also going to have him talk about how he was able to be successful and fill his facility. We're going to have Dr. Michelle Powell, who we both know very well, speak mm -hmm. about managing and caring from a physician perspective, caring about seniors in assisted living facilities. We have a lender. If you are thinking about this and you may want to get a home to build and open up your own facility, we have a lender that's gonna be there. So Dr. Delvina, we've got it covered across the board. We're here to educate and to help. Awesome, awesome. So guys, Alzheimer's is a global health problem. There's more than 6 million people living with the disease in the United States alone, over 6 million people. So um, there's a lot to dementia and there's a lot to know and understand. In my introduction, I gave you guys some uh, basic information about dementia, the symptoms, um, the types and the different diagnoses. Um, once your family member has been diagnosed with dementia, they may not need to be placed in a home or an assistant living right away, or you may not have to move them in with you right away. It just really depends on the severity of their symptoms. But once it gets to a point of your loved one walking out of the home 
walking around in the neighborhood and getting lost, not being able to recall their own phone number, not being able to drive and recall and know where they're going or where they should be going or getting lost either on foot or um, driving in their own vehicle, you know that they may need a little bit more. And everyone may not have the space to move their adult relative into their home. Okay. If you don't have the space to move them in and you don't have a family member who can move in with them, then you have to explore other options. So um, Mrs. De uh, DeVoe, can we start with what are some in-between options before, let's say they don't have the space to move the person into their home. They don't have a family member to move in with their, their loved one. Um, and I suppose one option would be to, because um, by this point, I would think the family may have already become the power power of attorney or someone may have gone to court to petition to be the guardian for the family member. If you guys are not thinking along these lines, you need to be. If you have a family member who's been diagnosed with dementia or some sort of cognitive disorder and they can still make decisions, it will benefit you to move and move rather expeditiously to get an attorney who specializes in wills and trust and, and patients who have dementia and similar ailments to assist you in getting or becoming or having a family member become the court-appointed guardian. Because if you don't have that paper, you cannot make decisions for your family member. You can't make medical decisions. You can't make decisions regarding their banking account, regarding their bills, assisting them on any endeavor because you're not, you don't have the paperwork to do so. Now, people will say, well, I'm the power of attorney. I'm not an, I'm not an attorney, but a POA has limits. A POA does not cover everything that you do. So you need to go and confer with an attorney and talk to a lawyer, go to a law office and sit down and have this, this discussion before this, this gets out of hand. I have a friend who has um, a friend whose father is 86, year old, 86 years old and owns a roofing business. The father is still trying to hold on to this business and make all the decisions at 86 years of age. And people may say, well, let him do it if he can do it, blah, blah, blah. But roofing, to really make decisions, you got to be able to get up on that roof. You have to be able to physically do the job as well. And the father doesn't want to pull away from the business yet. So these are some of the decisions that have to be made in the family when it comes to an aging an aging adult relative. Um, so Mrs. DeVoe, I just kind of set up the scenario. Let's say that um, folks have, you know, they did their due diligence, they met with an attorney, they have the paperwork that they need to move forward to make decisions for their parent or their grandparent or their, you know, whomever it is, their great aunt. Um, and so they can't move the person into their home. And uh, they can't, no one can go and move in with that family member. Uh, what are the options for people in terms of, of care to help keep their family members safe? You know, um, there are a couple of options. First of all, I would recommend uh, trying before anything else, trying this as an option. If you have Medicaid or if you have an opportunity to pay, I would recommend sending that your senior family member to an adult daycare during the day. Adult daycares are a great option. I had an adult daycare. And I, and I opened an adult daycare for that very reason, because you have people who are not quite ready or may not want to go to an ALF and the family may want to care for them at home. Those people you may want to consider sending to an adult daycare. They are your family members. So essentially what that means is when you go to work, you send your mom to work as well. Her work is going to be different from your work. She's going to school. We call it going to school. So the bus will come and pick up your mom from home. They will take her to the adult daycare. She will do activities there. They will feed her breakfast, lunch, and a snack. They will do different activities to help stimulate her cognition, exercise to keep her moving and stimulated, so, and play different games like bingo and trivia. So that's a great way to, to keep your family member engaged, active, and still living at home where they are comfortable. So I always recommend adult daycare because 
It allows your parents to stay living home, stay in their home that they've lived in for many, many years. They can stay living at home, but during the day, they can stay active and have something to do because essentially, you don't want to leave them at home alone. I'll tell you something. When you leave your family member alone at home, you are essentially telling your family member that you no longer value them. Mm. You may not say it, but what happens wow. is what happens is they stay at home all day by themselves looking out the window. They will sink into a depression and they will develop sundowning dementia sooner rather than later. Mm. So consider that if you have a family member who's older, they may not be as active. Don't say, I'm going to leave grandma at home. She'll be safe at home. Allow grandma to go out and enjoy life as well. Meet friends, socialize, smile with her friends, play bingo, play cards, exercise. There's a special exercise that's called silver sneakers that insurance companies pay for to allow the seniors to have exercise daily so they can stay active. And it's, it's senior exercise, but it's just movement that is specific to seniors so they can get exercise, but still be safe and not fall. Yes, so I would recommend yes. an adult daycare first and foremost for anyone that has a family member that is not bedridden or does not have dementia or Alzheimer's yet. Okay. Yeah, guys. And so, you know, really to help reduce the risk of early onset dementia, a great thing to do is to work with your family member, um, you know, have them engage them a lot, encourage them to do things on their own, like read, encourage that they read the paper, encourage that they read a book, encourage them to do crossword puzzles, encourage them to do word searches and word finds, mm -hmm. try to keep them mentally active as much as possible. So you guys know on this podcast, I talk about all things mental health and wellness and dementia is one of those things that's under both umbrellas of psychiatry and neurology. So I'm board certified in both psychiatry and neurology. And that's why we're having this discussion in case anyone's wondering, like, why are we talking about this tonight? I talk about everything under the umbrella of the brain and mental health and wellness, not just sex and penises and vaginas, but you know, sometimes <laughs> we got to get serious and discuss all the stuff that, you know, we don't want to talk about. So start now with your parents and your loved ones, encouraging them to be active mentally. Don't just put them in front of a television and let them be a, a potato. Uh, you know, don't, don't do that. Try to keep them engaged as much as possible. Encourage them to go to bingo. People laugh about folks going to bingo, but bingo is a good way to keep your mind active because you're trying to remember, you know, oh, did I, it, did I almost have bingo? Where did I put that last? Um, I don't know if they're, they're still using the, you know, remember back in the day, they had like the paint in the bottle. It was like a sponge and you use that to to locate yes. the letter that corresponded to your number or whatever, but it's a good way for them to listen, interpret, comprehend, and apply. So bingo is a very, a very good thing and helpful uh, um, event or activity for elderly patients. So let's say they go to adult daycare, adult daycare during the day. What happens in the evening or at night? Should they, if they can afford it or if their health insurance allows for it, should they get like a home nurse or like an aide to come in? Um, if a family member can't be there, if they can't do like a rotation in the home to take care of the member? You know, when I, when I guide and um, consult with my clients, I always first find out, do you have the time to care for your family member? And when is that? because what we have a lot of people that are considered the sandwich generation. And the sandwich generation is essentially someone who is taking care of their parents, but also someone who's taking care of their children. So now you have two sets of people to take care of and it's very challenging. So first question is, if, if your mom lives with you or your, your parents live with you, are you able to take care of them at any point during the day? If the answer is, the answer is yes, then I need to find out what time, the hours that you can take care of your parents and you take care of your parents during that time. If it falls outside of adult daycare, it's another time and you have a gap, that's when I recommend bringing in a caregiver to fill the gap when you're not able to take care of your parents. 
because essentially your parents need to be cared for, especially, you know this Dr. Dalbina, especially if they have Alzheimer's, they should not be left alone. They, say that again, Dr. Dalbina, you know if they have Alzheimer's, you can't leave them alone. Mm-mm. They may burn your house down, people. They will yeah. turn the, the stove on and they will forget. They will mm-hmm. turn the oven on and they will forget. And don't be upset with them. It's not their fault. They right. don't remember. So, you know, I recommend if you can take care of them certain hours a day, do that. If not, hire a caregiver. Bring that caregiver in to care for your, your parents and utilize the adult daycare when you can because the adult daycare is a great way to give your family member an opportunity to get out, socialize, get some fresh air, play games, and really feel like their life is something. And if you have Medicaid, Medicaid pays for it. Medicaid as in state aid, C-A-I-D, you're saying? Medicaid pays for it. So if you have Medicaid, go and apply for the Medicaid waiver, um, through your local agency in Broward. I know it's ADRC. I'm not sure what it, I think it's Alliance for Aging in Miami, but there are programs that you can apply for so that they will pay for your parents to go to an adult daycare. Okay. All right. So let's emphasize guys, not to take it personal when you're, when your parent, your family member with Alzheimer's or with any type of dementia, it's not behaving or it's not being themselves or it's acting out because it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when people become demented or when they develop cognitive disorders, they lose the ability to filter. They no longer have the ability to filter. Sometimes they become very impulsive. They become abrupt. They say things that if they were in their right state of mind, they would regret Um, Some people who may have been prior to becoming demented may have been, um, how shall I say, their demeanor or their disposition is more of a negative or a mean demeanor or disposition when they develop dementia that is enhanced even more. And that's because they lose the ability to filter. There's no filter there. Someone who is a person who would typically curse a whole lot when they, um, before they develop the dementia, um, because because before we develop these cognitive issues, we uh, we apply emotional intelligence. We apply different things to manage what we say, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't say everything you're thinking. But when you develop these cognitive disorders, these different types of dementias, you lose the ability to do so. You're no longer really able to manage your brain. That's really the bottom line. Um, you may not be able to. Um, maintain information. You can't recall it as quickly. Um, You can't remind yourself, hey, I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. And things you may have learned a long time ago or even recently, depending on how bad your dementia is, you won't remember that you're not supposed to call, you know, someone. I I just, I have so many examples, but sometimes white patients in hospitals and, and nursing homes will call a Black person a, the N word. Um, And so it's something that they may have learned a long time ago, especially these old, old elderly people, and they learned that it wasn't proper and they shouldn't do it. But when they become demented, uh, everything's out the window. They say whatever. Mm -hmm. That's true. And that's the most common thing I've run across is a lot of the nurses in the nursing homes are black nurses. Um, They're Haitian, Jamaican, because in South Florida, we have a lot of Caribbean folks down here. Um, They're African-American, but a lot of the aides get battered and beat up on emotionally and verbally. And I have to talk to some of them and I tell them, you can't take this personally. Um, They can't take it personally and neither should family members. Um, So if your mother calls you a bitch or says, you know, calls you big head or says you always had that big ass forehead or something like that, (laughs) do not take it. Don't take it personally, man. It's just. It's a part of the disease. And that's the thing that really, um, as a caregiver, someone who's taking care of their family member, it can bum you out. I understand it, but don't, you have so much to be um, responsible for and so many things that you're challenged with and taking care of that family member. Don't add on the burden of personalizing their disease. It has nothing to do with you. They don't know what they're doing. Just keep reminding yourself about that. And the other thing to keep in mind is, If they can't remember who you are, please don't take it personal. Don't, don't do it. Um, 
Corlette, the one of the best movies um, that I think people should watch that really shows you the pathology of dementia is a movie called The Notebook. Do you remember that movie? I vaguely remember The Notebook. Mm-mm-mm. It was um, it was a movie about a love story, a gentleman and his wife. His wife developed dementia, and um, and eventually, oh, I don't want to tell the ending, but just guys watch it. It's called we'll The Notebook. Mm-hmm. The Notebook. And oh my gosh, when I tell you I cried so hard watching that movie, I've watched it twice, mm-hmm. maybe more, but at least twice. And it's hard for me to watch it. Um, sometimes they have it on the plane on these long flights and I won't watch it because I know how much it pulls at my heart, how much it just gives me that frog in my throat. So it, it is sadness when we see our loved ones go through these things, but the best thing we can do is take care of them. And um, if you're a younger person listening to the podcast tonight, ask your parent, do you have long-term care insurance? Do you have it? Uh, Mrs. DeVoe, what are some of the different types of insurances or plans people can purchase or pay for um, to carry to help with aging? Uh, You said it, Dr. Delvina, you know, purchasing that long-term care plan now. Don't wait until it's until you have an issue. So the long-term care plan uh, will pay for a caregiver and will also pay for assisted living facilities. And in some cases, it may pay for the adult daycare. So that's definitely something that I recommend everyone get, long-term care plan. Also, if you have Medicaid, Medicaid will pay, if you have the Medicaid waiver, you can get the adult daycare paid for. They will also pay for an assisted living facility and they may also pay for a caregiver. The only difference is you cannot use all three of the services at the same time. You Mm. choose one. Okay. Right, so, but you have options out there. And, And of course you have the private insurance companies where you can get private insurance and, um, bundle it with long-term care insurance as well. Okay. There are options if we just plan in advance. So one thing we were talking about the facilities you can use, we're talking about the insurance you can get. I want to see Black folks get back to loving and loving on one another and being a part of one another's spaces. And what do I mean by that? In other cultures, the elderly parents live with the children. They move in with us. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, most of the Black folks I know, they take care of their parents. They don't put them in homes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we should start preparing young. You know, I tell my son now, my son's in his 20s. Yeah, I'm moving in with you and your wife and your your kids. So make sure you have Mm -hmm. enough space for me. Yep. But the other thing we can do is kind of help that along. We can help it along by building our legacy. And that's what your program in February is about. It's giving people another option to create a legacy, to create wealth. And to create wealth, oftentimes what we see in other cultures is that they will share the bills. They will put their money together. Indians do it. Asian folks do it. Jewish people do it. They come together. It might be, I just saw recently, four brothers and their wives moved into a big ass house together with their children. They put all their money together, they pay their bills and it's a community, it's a family community. So what will happen when the parents get older and need to rely on the children? The house is already there. The house is built for the space. They have the space, they have the room, they have what they need there in the home in the home to take care of the parents when they become you know, inept when they can't take care of themselves. So the parents have already provided the space and a big enough home for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And raising the kids this way, the children buy into the concept of we we are our own community. So just something to think about, guys. But this is what I talked to my son about is that when he gets married, and he starts having children, we can come together and be together as one big ass unit. So before we get out of here, Mrs. Devon, I want you to talk about your program, your event in February, um, what the, the agenda includes, where people can go to register, you know, the fine details like the cost and all of those things. So go ahead, share them, Jim. Right. Fantastic. So the, the event is a virtual seminar. It is two days. 
It is um, scheduled for February 8th and 9th, so it's going to be jam-packed. We have about 15 speakers across the industry. All of these speakers are going to be leaders that will be sharing pearls, tips, and educating on various topics. So we have uh, Ilio, who is going to be speaking about staffing your facility with a program from the from AARP. He is from AARP. He'll be talking about staffing your, your facility. They train adults over 55 to prepare them to go back into the workplace. So you'll have an opportunity if you are looking for a job, if you want to find out how to fill your facility, or if you just want to learn, join the, the seminar. You'll have someone from Alzheimer's Association that will be speaking on the advancement in cognitive health. We will have someone there from Simply Healthcare. Simply Healthcare will be talking about what's updates in Medicare and what's going on with Medicare for seniors. You will have a former ALF or former owner of a home who will talk about his challenges, how he filled his facility. You'll have a physician, Dr. Michelle Powell, who will talk about the role of managing seniors in an assisted living facility. You will also have Dr. John Lewis. Dr. John Lewis is a PhD out of University of Miami. He conducted a research study with 34 patients with moderate to severe Alzheimer's. He gave them this medication or actually a powder called daily brain care. At the end of one year, he evaluated those, those patients those patients all remembered their family members, their memory came back. Dr. Lewis is going to be on the call, sharing his experience, talking about his research study, sharing the results. I think that in itself is a significant opportunity for anyone that have aging parents to be on just to learn about that. How can I help my mom or my dad who may have Alzheimer's. So Dr. Lewis is going to be sharing some information about nutrition health, as well as a treatment option for Alzheimer's based on his research. Nice. We will have a lender who will be there in the event that someone is interested in getting into the space. There will be a lender talking about how to get in, things you need, do's and don'ts, you can ask questions. This is going to be live, so you can certainly ask questions from all of these speakers. We also will have Dr. Gail Burgos speaking about DEI. Imagine this. Imagine you leave your, your home that you've been living in for 40 years, and you go to an assisted living facility, and you move in. The only room that is available is a room next to a Jewish lady. Now in this new home that you moved into, you have a Jewish lady, you're from Jamaica, you have a Haitian lady, and then you have an Asian lady. You're all now living in this one house. Wow, how is that gonna work? You have so many different cultures. How are you gonna merge them together to get along? Well, Dr. Gail Burgos is going to be speaking about diversity, equity, and inclusion in senior facilities. Wow, that is so dope. Mm -hmm. That's, a, that's something most of us probably probably don't even think about. You don't even think about it. I see it all the time. You know, and wow. so sometimes people say, I just want to go to a, a Hispanic. I just want to go. Well, that's not always realistic. Yeah. So how, where, how can you ensure that DEI is in place? We need to train the caregivers. We need to train the staff. And we need to let everyone know. We need the, the administrators to know. There's a difference. You need to recognize the difference and treat people accordingly. So we are going to be talking about DEI in senior facilities. We will have an architect there who will be speaking about design and build out. Okay, so you have your location, you found your house. What do I do? I wanna open up my own place. I'm gonna care for my, my mom and her friends. How do I get this prepared for state licensing? Mm -hmm. Any house, any house can be turned into an, an assisted living facility. We have an architect that's going to tell you this build out process, the things that you need to do. It's no longer the same walk-in tub. Mm -hmm. Seniors cannot walk into a tub. Seniors need 
to walk into a shower that needs to have certain grip and the, the toilet seats need to be different. So the, we have an architect that will talk about the build out process, um, how to get the certificate of occupancy from the city. Mm-hmm. We will also have a real estate agent that will help you find a location within a certain mile. We have a quadrant that we recommend for people. You don't just bloop, pick any place to put a facility. You need to do research to be sure that it is going to be successful when you put it. You want to be within a certain radius of a hospital or a rehab facility, or mm-hmm. you want to be near where there's a lot of seniors where you can pull from to get your clients. So we will walk you through that as well. And of course, I will be speaking about the, the opportunities in the senior industry. I will also be talking about how to open your facility, how to file for the paperwork, corporate filings, branding, marketing. I will be speaking about that. And last, if you are from the Caribbean and you live in Jamaica, Haiti, Bahamas, or anywhere in the Caribbean, and you decide that you, you want to learn more about this and you want to come to the United States to take advantage of this opportunity, we have an immigration attorney that will be speaking to share the immigration process for you to come here to get approval to come to the United States to wow. open up a facility. And our lender is going to share with you the process to get a loan, a foreign national program. There's a loan that we have that will be presented. So we want this opportunity, Dr. Delvina, to be available to everyone. The opportunity is twofold. One, if you have a parent, a loved one who is aging and you just really wanna learn about the senior industry and how to take care of them and the different options, register for the seminar. The seminar is February 8th and 9th. The cost for the seminar is $249. Most most companies who have these seminars charge thousands of dollars. We are charging $249 only. So remember two reasons to consider the seminar. One, you wanna learn about seniors, how to care for them, the options, the advancements in medications. And two, you may want to open up an assisted living facility to care for your family members and to build your economic wealth for generations. Because as Dr. Delvina said, in 2030, the senior industry is going to be valued at $140 billion. That is in seven years. If we don't take advantage of this opportunity today, I promise you, someone else will. And they are going to hire us to work for them. Mm. <laughs> That's you a dagger. Can, you can register online at www.devoegroup.com. That's www.devoegroup.com. Or if you have more questions, you can give me a call at 954 795 1342. All right, Thank guys. You've been listening to Mrs. Corlette DeVoe. Thank you so much, Mrs. DeVoe. Thank you so much, Dr. Delvina. It has been such a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you so, for the opportunity. Guys, please check out her website, devoegroup.com. It's in the verbiage below. It's in the verbiage describing tonight's podcast. Mrs. DeVoe has worked at large organizations like Pfizer and Novartis Pharmaceuticals. She has over 25 years of experience in brand development, social media development, marketing and sales in various businesses, including, like I said, pharmaceuticals, medical sales, senior services, insurance, and much more. She has opened businesses, including having her own adult daycare. And I visited that daycare. It was very nice, a huge place very nice. She has grown and sold these businesses for double the investment. So if you can't attend the virtual seminar, but you have questions about initiating your own business or growing your business, please feel free to reach out to her for guidance and coaching. She takes on new clients. And I think she may even have space for a few more. Reach out to her, discuss it, see if she can assist you in any way with your endeavor. 
Um, she owned Joyful Heart Senior Services, the adult daycare, and has so much to share with you. She is the founder and the CEO of DeVoe Group. She's a philanthropist, as you've heard it in her voice. She's a senior advocate, as you heard it in her passion, and a true humanitarian. So please check out her website, DeVoeGroup.com, D-E-V as in Victor, E-A-U-X as in X-ray, group.com, and consider joining the virtual conference. It's very cheap. It's less than $500. It's only $249, folks. So don't eat out for a few days and, you know, you'll, <laughs> you'll recoup the money to pay for that, for that, um, that seminar. And it's virtual. You don't have to go anywhere. I swear if I wasn't out of the, out of town during the, the seminar, I'll be out of the country. So I can't even really get on virtually. So, but next year I will be available to you, Mrs. DeVoe, if you like. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Delvina. You're welcome. Before we get out of here, say brain love. Brain love. <laughs> it's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe, reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs, know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations, limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership, own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours, it's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication, don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. <laughs>